0: Adaptivist Live, the Atlassian Ecosystem Podcast. This week, news from Atlassian, including Stride going live. We'll also have a discussion over meaningful customer feedback and a look at Atlassian's diversity and inclusion research, which has been recently published. I'm Ryan Spilkin, and I'm joined today by Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrell. Matthew, Brenda, hi.
1: Hello.
0: Good to be here, Ryan. Good to see you. So on to the Atlassian news. Stride rolling out. To cloud users. Yeah, and for those of you who haven't heard of Stride, uh, which actually probably
2: a lot of people, if you're not like doing this every day, I was actually at a user group meeting last night, and Str- Stride came up, and most people there hadn't heard of it. Just totally okay, because it's been in alpha and then beta. So, it's just coming out of beta or coming out of early access at this point. Stride will be replacing HipChat. Um, we don't know when Stride is going to replace HipChat, uh, particularly because... At this point, as Ryan was alluding to, it is cloud only, and doesn't yet have any integrations with server. Um, but it looks like it's going to be super sweet. Like it's got the the uh, video conferencing baked in, and uh, it's got these really nice features that would let you catch
0: up on the stuff that uh, that's been going on. You see, you may have noticed that we missed uh, a week of our of our production schedule, and this is because I was out on leave. And while on leave, how nice would it have been to come back to Open Stride and just have important things that I needed to catch up on? You know, I, I, was, I was really hungry for that, but uh, no, no doubt. But
1: Ryan, all those things are important. You really do need to read every single message that was waiting for you when you got
0: back. Have you, If you've ever seen the Adaptivist Hip Chat Room, you know that that's not true. <laughs> uh, yes.
1: And, and what Ryan's referring to there, um, for those of you who may not be as familiar with Stride, um, Stride offers something that uh, is, is basically, a, I'm back to work after extended absence, you know, float the important stuff up to, up to the top. Um it, it's something I'm looking forward to in Stride as well. And and for the same reason that Ryan mentioned, I work on, I'm in Pacific time, most of our company is on GMT. So I wake up and at 6 a.m. there's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of messages in our adaptivist-wide hip chat room. And generally it's worth me going through all of those, but it's also a real pain uh because not every single message is important. So having something that, that would, when I log in, would tell me here's the important stuff that you've missed would be absolutely delightful, as well as you know, anybody coming back from an extended absence.
2: Yeah. So as always, we will post the link to the article in our SoundCloud description. And at the bottom of that, there's a little link to uh, click to learn more, which takes you to stride.com. On that page, you can learn your moving date because hip chat will be changing to Stride. Atlasine's going to do this kind of for you. Um, so find out what that is or let Atlassian know you're ready to upgrade. But If you're on cloud, you might be ready to upgrade. If you're on server, you're probably not. And it might be good to wait. Um, You can also, I think, set up a separate thing now that they're out of early access to test it out see how it's working. So
0: check out stride.com to learn more. On to some other Atlassian news. They have released a, and this is also cloud-focused, Atlassian has released an early access program for their identity manager tool. So... So I, I see this as more of a as us doing a little public service announcement to uh, to enterprise users that are on Atlassian Cloud. Now you can consolidate and have Atlassian IDs mirror your own policies, even with Saml.
2: Yeah, so Atlassian has been um, rolling out uh, things like Okta and uh, um, integrations for a little while for cloud. Uh, but this is the first time we're really getting good identity management across different lasting applications. So it's really tying those together in the cloud. And this is a feature that's been available on the you know, server and, and the data center for a long time. And if you needed this type of identity and access management, it was one of the reasons why you had to have server. So it's, it's actually uh, one of the things we often talk about on this podcast and outside of this podcast is uh, wanting features to go from cloud to server this is an instance where it's kind of going the opposite direction and it's going to be really nice. Um, there will be a cost associated with it, uh, which you can see in the article we'll link in the SoundCloud, but I think it's pretty reasonable. Uh, Three bucks per person. When you look at the number of people that most uh, organizations have on cloud, I think the max is like 500. Um, that's that's actually not that much to tie all of your applications together. One other interesting note from this article is uh under their availability, they have the little italic section. Will not be available for Trello, HipChat, or Status Page during the early access program, which suggests it will have Trello and Status Page eventually. Presumably not HipChat because it's it's rolling out with Stride. Um, but I think it's interesting that it might have a, might have Trello uh, connection on that as well.
1: And just a note, if you are a cloud customer, um, Atlassian will be notifying you at least 30 days notice um, over email um, prior to Identity Manager becoming a paid for offering. Um, So you're able to use it as an an early access program through early 2018. Not sure exactly when it's going to end. So if that's something you're interested in, go ahead and sign up. Uh, It will become a paid thing once this early access program uh, comes to an end.
2: And if you don't sign up, doesn't matter because it's a—it's uh, actually an opt-out service. It is on by default. And if you really don't want it to be on, you actually need to contact Atlassian support. Uh, check that out in the how to opt-out section of the article will link in SoundCloud.
0: It's clear to me that Atlassian is putting effort where their customers are looking for it in the cloud. They're really looking to, to meet them where they are. And that brings us to a very interesting blog I came across on uh, from Rackspace, where it talks about focusing in on the feedback that's coming back from your customers. And I think this is huge, because what it says in the article is that instead of just listening to everybody, listen to the people who matter, listen to the people who are in it, and make feedback quick, easy, and effortless, just part of the process and you'll get the information you're looking for. And the example they use, and I think this is funny, and I'm not going to go on a tangent about it, but I could if you let me, is in airports, after you get past the security stand, there's four buttons. They have a face from mad to happy. As you're walking past, hit the button. That's relevant feedback. That's that's instantaneous, no complexities. And you're already there. And if you're me, you hit the red one every time. You know, it's just I'm already mad. You're, you're just an angry guy. <laughs> so mad. So what do you guys think? What, do you, what what are the secrets that you would deploy for getting meaningful customer feedback?
1: And for me, that's one of the things I zeroed right in on was keeping the survey simple. Um, it's really easy to bog yourself down in text responses. It's really easy to go oh my gosh, this one person is really angry. I have to drop everything and fix this for this one person because it's human nature for the squeaky wheel to get the grease. And you may end up focusing your attention on something that may or may not be a priority just because someone's squawking about it. Whereas what maybe everybody else is being very polite about is in fact something that needs to be changed. Um, So it's it's definitely going to be very important, I think, to, to have a simple method to get the feedback to where it needs to be to keep that feedback very, very simple, um, and, and think about um, basically just what sorts of things, what sorts of questions are going to give you really good insights as opposed to, I like this tool versus I don't like this tool. It's I, I'm able to use this tool to improve the way I do my job on a day-to-day basis. So the structure of the survey that you're putting together is going to be very important.
2: One of the things that uh, I think Atlassian does well with this is it's that feedback in the moment, the feedback of right where you're at. And I think a lot of people overlook it, but right up at the top right of your Atlassian tools, if you're on Jira, if you're on server, if you're on cloud, there's a little um, sort of like bullhorn icon. That's the feedback icon. You can click that and it's going to send something to Atlassian. Um, It looks just like creating a Jira issue. But you're effectively you're sending a, a note to Atlassium saying, here's what I'm struggling with, here's what I'm liking, here's what I'm not liking, here's what I want changed. And I've talked to quite a few people at Alassium, both in their support team and their engineering team. They look at those and they use them. Um, that immediate feedback is really key. I think the other end of the spectrum, um, where feedback is just sort of cast out into the ether, that's the one that I'm really intrigued by. And I was digging through uh, sort of rackspace and there was they would link to some stuff from The Economist. They talk about social media and how a lot of enterprises are not using social media as much as the economists thought they should be. Um and I think I'm probably guilty of that as well. So I spent a bit of time before this podcast going out to see what are people on social media saying about adaptivist or about adaptivist learn or about these other things. Uh and the, the truth is that it's it's hard to find. Like I was trying to set up searches and use quote unquote advanced Twitter search, which is not as advanced as I would like. It was very difficult to filter anything. Um, I was looking at different paid services. I, I can I can sympathize with those who aren't using it because it's it's not an easy thing to do. Uh, the the four buttons that are right there. That's the thing I could set up. I could
0: do that. I thought the overwhelming response of uh, social media to Adaptivist was, I've never seen a group of people eat so many chicken wings.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I was expecting that to be. I've never seen such an intelligent, good looking group of people, but no, you went with chicken wings. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) The legend has to start somewhere.
2: (laughs) What's funny is, uh, to my recollection, we actually haven't had a, a, a chicken wing night. That's a. We've we've done sushi. We've done. Well, now we know what's,
1: what's on the agenda for next time.
2: We've got to fulfill the legend.
1: Wing night for a bunch of wing nuts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's putting it elegantly. And lastly, uh, um, a subject that, that I found, I found through the Atlassian blog, the Atlassian blog um, put up an article called disrupt yourself. Talked about 13 books to take you out of your comfort zone. And I feel strongly about this because I do a family book club and it's the same sort of thing. Sometimes I read a book that really like gets me to stretch, but this article totally worth reading. Great recommendations. I've read several of the books on the, on the list and they're wonderful. Um, But this took me to Atlassian's recently published 2018 state of diversity report. And I found the results to be fascinating. Um, People think that it's important but we're seeing a lot of fatigue.
1: Everybody wants to solve the problem and it just feels overwhelming. Um, I've, I've spoken on previous podcasts about having experiences just as a woman. Um, And I know that anybody from an underrepresented group probably has many, many, many stories that they could add. Um, this particular article mentions that less than 30% of underrepresented groups feel like they have representation, retention, or a sense of belonging. And it's, I've experienced that. It's, I don't fit in here. This, this I'm in a room with 20 men, and I'm the only woman, and how can I make my voice heard? Um, so there's, there's definitely still, we see some of these gaps in, you know, just the makeup of our organizations. Adaptivist is doing a great job. I, I do want to point that out. It is doing a fantastic job. Um, we have hired a number of women and underrepresented groups, especially in the last year. I'm I'm loving it. I love having a wonderful group of ladies that I can I, I can rely on to drop anything and help me out with something. Uh, but we're still not where we would like to be. And and I think that a lot of tech organizations are sort of right there with us. You know, we know it's important. We're not where we'd like to be. We've been trying to solve the problems and it's just feels overwhelming. And a lot of people go, well, what can I do?
0: I think um, one of the great things that we at Adaptivist have done, and by the way, if you're looking for a place that does make people feel represented and retained, you might want to head out to joinadaptivist.com. Um, But one of the things that Adaptivist does really well is, hires people that are in these uh, unrepresented groups without making, without saying a word about it, like just acknowledging these people's excellence and bringing them in. And they, we start to, we have these, these people that come in and they're greeted with a smile, they smile back and we get to work. And it's, it's pretty impressive that way. So uh, yeah, I would definitely say if you're looking for a place that that is mindful of these factors, visit joinadaptivist.com.
2: One of the things I found interesting in the diversity and inclusion study, uh, it lists a number of challenges. And one of them is, as you mentioned earlier, is fatigue, just that it's it's difficult to solve these complex problems and to stay committed year after year. One of the ones that jumped at me was the breadth of issues and uh, this is a, a statement on here of many individuals feel they can't make a significant difference because it's too complex a web. And um, this echoes something I heard just a few days ago uh, here. So here where I live in Springfield, Missouri, we had uh, an event Wednesday night of this week uh, celebrating sort of the 50th year of, uh, I mean, not really celebrate, but recognizing the 50th year of uh, the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And... Uh, um, had this wonderful event with uh, discussions and music and art uh, to to bring the community together and and talk about these diversity subjects and how can we combat racism and address it and During the discussion, there were several really good questions asked of the speaker uh, who was there who coming from California um, But there were questions that like as the person is asking them, you can just see everybody. Uh, you know, wanting to just sort of like put on ashes and sackcloth and just go, what could we possibly do? How do we fix the justice system in the United States? How do we address economic racism? How do we hear, you know, this one person in Springfield, Missouri um, that's the, you know, and if you dwell on it too much, it's, it's something that uh, very quickly becomes, you know, how do we deal with this? And in Atlassian's diversity and inclusion report, um, which we'll we'll link in the notes the very next section with solutions, I really like the first one of focus on team level progress. Um, and I experienced this in my last job as well. Like, I couldn't change a 3,000 staff organization, but I could change my team. I could help um, improve our word choice uh, and how we talk to each other and how we. Um, addressed difficult situations and conflict and how we we just sort of engaged with the world around us. And I, I kind of think if we all focus on our team level progress and we get all, you know, everybody doing that um, to focus on belonging and inclusion, it starts to make positive changes throughout the organization.
0: All right, everyone, thank you so much for joining us this week on Adaptivist Live. I'd like to remind you that the links to all of the articles that we've discussed today can be found in the description of the SoundCloud. If you are enjoying the podcast, please feel free to share on uh, your preferred social media of choice. If you've got an idea for us to cover on the podcast or you'd like to be a guest, please send us an email at learn at For Matthew Stubblefield and Brenda Burrow, I'm Ryan Spilkin, and we'll see you next time on Adaptivist Live. Better um,
1: backwards than not at all, right?
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Hey, this is this is the You're magic there. of cinema.